Woo. Uh, welcome, everybody. I got a bike. You got a, like a bicycle? Or a a bicycle. Motorbike? A, not a motorbike. No. And, no. and not an electric bicycle. And not an electric no, bicycle. No. Uh, I went and it's like I've been, it's been years in the making or whatever. And it's like I need, I need an alternate way to do stuff that isn't just walking or mass transit. So let's do the bike thing. So I got a bike and it is as you, as you said, because we talked about this, um, the other day, but it's like, it is like riding a bike. You get on there and you do the pedal thing and you just go. And it's like, man, I'm 10 years old again. (laughs) Uh, I want to know, especially since we haven't talked about it yet, what your fondest memories of bike riding were cans on the back of the wheels. What? Oh, how wholesome. Yeah. Putting cans on the back. I, we actually did the cards in the spokes. Uh, so it sounds like your motorcycle. Yeah, that's what the cans did. Oh, really? So you put the can, like you crushed, or you didn't crush the can. You ran over the can with the back wheel, and then it would get like it would bend around the tire, and it would get caught right underneath the seat, and then make the same noise. Uh huh. But it sounded way cooler, I'm sure, than like, oh a card <laughs> like oh. card just. This is like you had a Harley at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I remember doing. Wow. Did, did you get to ride around a lot, like around the base or, or yeah. wherever? At Offit, yeah. Yeah. Like the full reign of Offit. Terror. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then K-Part housing too. So, yeah? Yeah. Oh. But I mean, like I didn't – I guess in K-Part I walked more than, than rode my bike. K-Part was big. Yeah. I mean, this I, is I mean, Bellevue, Nebraska, by the way, for right? all you Eastern <laughs> Nebraska fans. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I mean, I remember <clears throat> riding um, on Offit, yeah, like I said, all the time down to the bowling alley, mm-hmm. back to housing, all that stuff. Yeah. And then um, even walking, too, a couple times. Yeah. But then, and then running around K Park and walking around K Park. I mean, it was, we, we liked to walk in K Park because you can cut through the houses easier versus riding. Your bike through the tall grass and stuff. Right, like right, exactly. I want to make sure my levels good. Uh, I remember we were very much anxious kids, so we had to get permission to do everything. So mm-hmm. we only rode our boat boats. Dang, you had boats. I had right? boats. <laughs> <laughs> we had a base lake, so yeah, we had boats. Uh, we only did. We only rode our bikes like once a year, or when we would do family things or breakouts or something. So we weren't like out on our own, you know, stand by me style or Stranger Things. Go like oh, we're just gonna ride our bikes and go places. Like that was never <laughs> a thing. Me, yeah, yeah. And then I I had two bikes. One was in the nineties, uh, and it had a shifter in the middle. Oh, right. Yeah, instead of the handles. Instead of the handles, right? Oh. And it had a, a shield on it between the the handlebars, and it said. You're- Going so fast, all the bugs. Uh, exactly. Yeah, you got to deflect. Uh, you know all the debris, warp speed, and that. <laughs> right. And it said Defender. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was like an all black bike. So you're wow. like, I'm a cop. You're like, yeah, playing as a cop. Like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was. But but then I had a second bike that I like never used, and I remember my parents were moving to Phoenix, and. Uh, they offered like, "Hey, you want your bike?" And me being an idiot, I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." I actually rode it a little bit, um, but I, I can't remember riding that thing very often. So then, when I get this new one, it's got a step through, so I can wear my kilt there and just go. and just sit on there. It's actually really because then you're not like you know, all the way around the stupid thing. Um, I've never gotten used to shifting, so I took a lot. Of, I the night I got it, uh, I spent a lot of time 
like learning to shift and what gear ratios and stuff meant. And then I would practice pre-shifting and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's like way more advanced than I remember doing as a kid. <laughs> but here you remember. have to, you because the hills are insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just always remember just like cranking down into granny mode, just or granny gear. <laughs> granny like, gear. All the way. Like as, as soon as Let's there's go. any resistance, it's just yeah. like, had to do that. Yeah. 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 I grew up in the old North End and uh, right over by Penrose, Maine. Mm-hmm. And I would ride my bike down to the Kmart on Fillmore. That's now Vasa Fitness and Roadhouse Cinemas yeah. now. Yeah. That was where I went, down to a 2000 walk to go get some <laughs> Chinese food. I was definitely a Stranger Things kid that just yeah. left home <laughs> and went wherever, got some Little Caesars from the from the Kmart. So. Yeah. Oh, of do, course. Did you do anything with, like, Cards or cans or anything? No, no. Did you have Furby or something? I think I remember now that you... Well, I did have a Furby. That's a different <laughs> That's a different... <laughs> I don't know if you remember. There were those uh, um, tire pressure caps yeah. that lit up, yeah. and so it made your tires light up. Uh, those were pretty cool. I was jealous of the kids that had like BMXs with the with the studs on the back. Um, I think the, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, or pegs. pegs. Oh, the pegs. Oh, so yeah. they're doing stunts and yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. even if you weren't doing stunts all the time, but, like, you could have somebody ride on, on oh, the yeah. pegs with you. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was it was cool, like, just to, just to, like, put your feet up on the pegs and everything. So yeah. I was always jealous of the, all the kids that had BMXs and pegs. I, I was looking <laughs> at, like, stances and stuff like that, and I see the pictures of, like, uh, the ultra-performance people with the bikes, and they're not in their seat. They're, like, crouched down over like like bugs like this <laughs> like their suitcases that have been closed yeah they're and their seats like way back here somewhere yeah and it's like this is nine percent faster right. than your standard you know bicycle riding <laughs> experience and when you need that high-end performance yeah, that's it's what you need yeah yeah i saw a guy uh it was a couple of days ago yeah on sunday um on academy he he had a like a mountain bike with the fat tires and uh-huh. it was like covered in mud and so it's like, I was like, okay, he's been places and he had a dog that was just like running with him. Like he was going fast and this dog was just catching up, like staying next to him and everything. I was like, okay. I was like, that's pretty that cool. That is the life. I know. Like Seriously. just have, go make it, you know, take a bike ride with your buddy. And yeah. Like that. I, like, I, I remember I had a dog a couple of years ago and I tried doing like running with him and I'd be running and I'd be working out and he'd just be like walking. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> you're not making me feel good about yeah. this. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I will say the one thing that um, obviously getting used to the bike and how to operate it precisely, especially around here with the hills. I mean, even just the gentle hills where you're like losing your breath, like over that, that sucks having to get used to that. It's the, how do I get from one? Because I bought it as a commuter bike and I'm not in the shape to commute with it yet, but it's getting from A to B and doing it safely because there's like, that since there's no bike infrastructure here, there's like in patches here and there. Uh, it's like, how do I get from here to there? And it's like, well, you've got to go three blocks down to get safely to a painted bike lane and then kind of come. So there's like, here's the safe area for pedestrians. Here's the safe area for cars, which is everywhere. And then the bike is like, you can't, because even on a sidewalk, you think, oh, I could just ride sidewalks and, and you know, tick people off who are pedestrians and walking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are plenty of sidewalks where it's like, it's so narrow and so small and so chunky. It's like, I can't, you can't, you just can't, you can't navigate those spaces. They're too small. So there's a middle ground of a third layer of 
map you have to understand to get from place to place. You can't just like just jump out in the middle of the intersection. You know, you actually you can. There are like. Yeah. And then you're just like, whatever, dude. Yeah. I'm on a bike. Yeah. You're, you just build up coasting speed and you hop on the rear pegs yeah. and you're like, <laughs> I don't care if I'm coasting at right. 10 miles per hour car. Right. You're like, what truck. are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. You're going to go around me? What are you going to do? <laughs> anyway, let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Hot Takes and String Breaks, the bi-weekly pop culture podcast brought to you by Not That 6035. I'm your host, reporter Nick Raven, and joining me in the studio today is a guy who watches too much stuff, Kelly Karnatsky. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. 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 Uh, I got a bike. An account executive for 6035, Victoria Cosentino. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. That's fantastic. We, uh, We've made it through a big week. We had a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, at this at at the time of this recording, because this is going live yeah. today. Yeah, um, we are. This is real midnight hour stuff. Uh, the our first issue of sixty thirty five is printing. Cool. And so we'll have it tomorrow, and then I think deliveries are on Thursday. Yeah. So yeah. it's been weeks and weeks. So much prep. So much prep. So much practice. Yeah. So much things changing on a dime. Like forgetting how to see us independent and remember how to 6035 and, and all that stuff. And and the key question is, what is 6035? What? It's a number that is higher than 6034, I'll tell you that. Oh. Well, let, let me inform you about what 6035 means. Thank you, Victoria. That is our elevation in downtown Colorado Springs. What? 6035. I think I've explained it at least three times in the past week. Well, you know. And I'll continue fourth, to. That's fine. The fourth is the best one. Yeah. Yeah. That's when so. you really get the stride. So we can just say suck at Denver? Is there not as high? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I saw Why a sticker you... yesterday, more than a mile high, 6035. I said, nice. that's great. Yeah. That's cool. Great. Yeah. It yeah. was not our branded sticker, but it was It was not legit. our sticker, yeah. but it was legit. It was absolutely legit. I, I just always thought that's funny to see like stuff where everybody's like, oh, Denver's a mile high city. It's like, okay, they're low. Yeah. <laughs> What are they bragging about? Like, yeah. come on. More now. like down low too slow. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> That's how we're doing. More than a mile, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's go into the news. How's that sound? Excellent. All right. Number one item on here. I'm going to hand this over to Victoria since you're All doing right. your film snobbery. We'll oh, do yeah. the, the headline and the synopsis. All righty. <clears throat> From the AV Club, Megalopolis becomes a true Francis Ford Coppola film as crew quits. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's, that's dramatic. Punchy. Yeah. That's punchy. That's how you sell some digital newspapers. Absolutely. <laughs> Quote, apparently that Mandalorian volume stage is pretty expensive, I'd say that. <laughs> Pushing the already mega-priced movie over its budget, Coppola sunk $120 million of his own money into this thing, so the remaining crew is looking into more traditional green screen techniques to finish the film. There's no good answer here, a production executive told The Hollywood Reporter. Coppola is going to spend a lot more money than he intended. You can imagine how much he's already got invested. It would be a very bitter pill not to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, that's the, the German... Fritz Fritz Lang, 
1927, I believe, film, classic film, science fiction that inspired so much mm. of, of modern science fiction back in the day. And this has been his dream project for a while. Um, but that's kind of sad. Uh, he, apparently he sold parts of his vineyards to help put this together and he's not getting any younger. Yeah. Um, the article that this comes from basically said, yeah, this isn't the first time. Like he's had production issues all the way back, like apocalypse now trying to get stuff done. Um, but that's still pretty nuts to have that much money invested into this remake. And they're having to, they're having to give up their, the, their space with the, the volume and do, do, running do we know of, what the volume is? Do so. Let so the volume is that big cylindrical LCD wall that they use at Disney, Lucas Arts, and that to create virtual sets, and then they'll put like practicals, props, and stuff inside of it, and that way they can have um, realistic reflections and stuff like yeah. that. Because apparently that was a big issue: is you got Mando's helmet, freaking chrome. Can't be having that reflecting green screen or have to do a digital replacement. So they do an in-camera. It's like Unreal Engine powered. And so video games. And they can just move around the space and it actually camera corrects to on the back wall uh, what the camera should be seeing perspective wise. And this is used on all sorts of movies now. I think it was actually used in <laughs> the Batman with Robert Pattinson and all those things. Mm-hmm. It's been used a lot. So it's not surprising, I, I don't think, to really hear that it's been used for anything else, but it's got to uh, definitely break in the bank. Yeah. And definitely. You, they're charging rent. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Freaking landlords, you know, of this digital effects space. Um, I did notice. Um, and you said you had seen Obi-Wan, but I mean, you've been watching Mando, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, those feel so, and we'll, and we're going to talk about Andor today. Uh, those feel so small compared to Andor mm. because they're, because they're like intentionally small spaces that are like, it does, they, they just feel small. It just seems weird. Mm. So the fact that they've run out of money and now they're having to go to green screen, it's like, Hey, hey, Francis, like, we got a barn or something. Let's do something in there. Green screen can be done well. I mean, if you look back at things like, uh, first of all, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, full disclosure. Oh, okay. Um, those Thank movies you. came out in the first uh, 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, if you yeah. look back, those green screens are immaculate with how old it is. Just don't think we're taking the time to do it. We're not paying the people enough to do it. There's still hope. There's yeah. still hope for Coppola. Well, there was that masterpiece, um, The Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolute that featured extensive amounts of green screen. I'm going to require that we bring up The Phantom Menace in each episode. Yeah, each so, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And also our, our our favorite senator, Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's our politics check off right there. So, all right. Number two. Uh, how about for Kelly? Or wait, no, hang on. I screwed that up. Oh, yeah. I did screw that up. Cool. I'll give you the next one. Don't worry. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter. What's driving TV's unrenewal wave? And I had some notes on here. Um, It's kind of like bringing about – it feels like the end of prestige TV. Like we just had this recent wave with streaming and everything. Everyone's spending so much money in creating all this high-end content. When it used to just be HBO with Sopranos or like Showtime, stuff like that. But there are networks that are canceling already renewed seasons of TV shows including the already shot, like they've already gone through and shot everything, 61st Street and Damascus on AMC, Um, the second season of the uh, animated show Inside Job, which I don't, 
I'm not familiar with personally. Uh, the Workaholics movie at Paramount Plus was canceled five weeks ahead of when they were starting. Uh, how you <laughs> did you guys see this coming too? Like just the collapse of we're going to spend a hundred million dollars to make ten episodes of this thing, and you're going to go to Netflix and and watch it. Well, I mean, of course, like anytime, any like I mean, it's just a cash grab, grab <laughs> right? Like all these things, they see Netflix do something big, and they have this big audience, and they think that they're just going to magically get that same audience yeah and that they're gonna stick around <laughs> yeah like, yeah no like we're we're done with paying for cable right we're not gonna just keep paying more and more and more so people are gonna bounce around now so of course like i didn't i didn't think it's gonna be sustainable but i don't know i think companies spend waste money all the time so i don't know how long it executive lasts. pay you yeah, know exactly. stuff like yeah. that you like, know yeah, bonuses, golden parachutes, all private, that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, private jet, stuff like that. What do you yeah. think? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, did we see this coming? Of course. I, I, <laughs> yes. I mean, we're, we're going to talk more about Andor, and I, I think it relates a lot to this, so I, will, I won't spoil that quite yet. But <clears throat> there's a lot of good TV out there, and there's a lot of bad TV out there, just as Still. there always <laughs> has been. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is sad to see these shows being canceled but good lord it's not that surprising right i mean go back and have the firefly conversation if that was going to happen in 2023 we'd be having literally the same conversation we're having right now this is same stuff different day yeah and it, it, it feels weird because everyone was getting up on that bandwagon it's like we're gonna get the talent we're gonna actually put in the money we're gonna make this just so we're gonna make this beautiful and then especially after the collapse like the not the collapse i guess but the merger of warner brothers and discovery they're taking on all this debt and zaslav's like cutting everything like they're they've been excising so much content from hbo max that it is insane like stuff you think you would go on there for like i'm waiting for them to call the sopranos like (laughs) like you can't we gotta we'd be paying royalties it costs us more money to and so what's the point of going to a streaming service and you and i were talking about um this this is like the comeuppance of there used to be just Hulu and, and Netflix mm-hmm. and then all you'd have all these content makers that were selling their stuff to that basically auctioning it off and now since er- and of course inevitably it was like oh well what day is it going to be when HBO and Warner Brothers and Paramount mm-hmm. and all these are creating their own services and then moving their stuff back off like the office like that's the only reason you watch Peacock right except for the new community movie mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's then there's the backside of, oh, we're not making as much – we're not making as much profits because we're having to spend all this money on operations mm. we're ha- and R&D and promotion and stuff like that. So unless you're really big, you're, you're right back to where you started. And so how long is it until you th- some, one or two of those services dies? Because they're already taught – there's been rumors of um, the, the new H- HBO Max will just become Max and it will just be everything. That that in conglomerate has now. Well, and to be honest, there's already <clears throat> people trying to do that. Have you ever tried to search for something on Apple TV Plus? You can find anything <clears throat> on Apple TV Plus. You got to pay for it, and it oh, will yeah. tell you up front. I mean, same thing with Amazon Prime. Amazon, Video. right? It's like be you, a you. You can be find an anything. HBO Max, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. And then you have the other side of the coin where it's not just the studios that are canceling it, but just like <clears throat> Henry Cavill, Cavill, Cavill. Cavill? Cavill? I think, yeah. From The Witcher, who left The Witcher. 
Yeah. And and they're trying to replace it, I think, with Liam Hemsworth, maybe. Yeah. Um, And, and that's just causing just even more problems with these well-established shows. Yeah. <laughs> with, with a reliable fan base. Um, I'm not surprised at all that this is happening. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just kind of nuts and sad to see, and I don't want to go back to low budget twenty five episodes a season network TV stuff. Or do we? I mean, you did mention the Community movie. Community. They had was, their six seasons. They okay. had their six seasons <laughs> and a movie. <laughs> well, I don't, but I don't even think their last season was the full twenty five. I think it was just was it the thirteen? I think I can't remember. I can't either. It's yeah. been a couple. Of, it was on Yahoo. Wasn't that great? We're like, hey, uh, I'm going to go to Yahoo Cast and I'm going to go. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it just this is why I thought Hulu was a really good idea whenever it was like buy in from all these. From everyone. From, yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, OK, they developed this platform and mm. they have one platform. They can put all this stuff on whatever. Right? They figure out how to split things. Yeah. And, but now – Everybody's got to develop their own platforms. And it's got to work across every single device because everybody wants to watch it everywhere, right? So it's right. got to work on across every single TV, every single browser, which I mean, browser size is not hard, but yeah. every single TV, every like Apple TV, also your phones. It's got to be in the App Store. It's got to be on the Google Play Store, you know, like everything. So it's like, if not, then how, how is somebody going to watch it? I'm not going to pay $10 a month if I can't watch it on anything I want to watch it on. Right? Yeah. The one, right. the one, you know, yeah. your LG web OS TV or something. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it doesn't have a Hulu app or a new one. And yeah. Stuff's breaking. I mean, honestly, like, um, like I've got an older Samsung smart TV and it like, it didn't have for like the longest time. It didn't have Disney plus. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm not subscribed to, Di- I'm not going to subscribe to Disney plus if I can't watch it. Yeah. And then, then they finally got it. And then, you know, so it's like one of those things, like, I think I, I did subscribe to it cause I, but, but still, cause that's just me <laughs> anyway, but I couldn't We've watch had it. Conversations yeah. about this at a I couldn't life. watch it though, you know, <laughs> yeah. on my TV and I wanted to, and they finally got it. Right. So yeah. it's like, it's like one of those things. I think that happens. You, you got it. Like they have to build that whole infrastructure. I think, and that's your operation cost right there. Exactly. On top of just content. And mm-hmm. it's like, it makes no sense to do it. Just come together, make it like a, like a little, another Hulu type thing. Yeah. But, or mean, just re, just remake Hulu and do yeah. it. Just do that thing. Cause that seemed to work so well, even if TV was the content and it's even, Hulu's yeah. even weird in that way. Cause they do movies. They did like Palm Springs with the, the uh, Andy Samberg. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. I heard it was, I heard it was pretty good. Yeah. It was fun. I thought, I mean, I thought the Hulu platform was a good idea. And yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of the direction it went with everything, but like, yeah, I still, I still think it's good and it sucks that now it's just owned by one company. For, for I think there's like one whole, like a 30% holdout or something oh, by some, yeah. oh, NBC universal. We were talking about this oh, a couple okay. months yeah, ago. Yeah. They're still holding out. Or wait, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they have a share through like the end of this year. But and they were talking like, off. "Yo, what if we bought Hulu?" Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, right, yeah. which I don't think makes it better. Yeah, uh, no. because they have Peacock and they're already screwing that up. So yeah, number yeah. of Peacock subscribers in here. I mean, I've got cable, so I have it. Oh, for free. And I think I have a login for Peacock. Yeah, I think I think I do too because they kept. Xfinity keeps trying to give me their free streaming box. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So you get free, <laughs> it's like yeah. a get peacock. Yeah, please watch this content. You're already paying for it. Yeah. Please. Well, and, uh, there's an interesting, um, inconsistent 
standard between these streaming apps. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I leave HBO Max to go rent something from Amazon Prime because HBO Max so inconsistently has the 4K version of brand new movies. Uh You can't tell me that I'm not going to go and you know, watch the new Avatar in straight up HD. Why would I do that? I'm going to go pay Amazon for four bucks for this 4K TV that I I own and most people own at this point. So why is there at least not a standard of quality? You know, of course, they'll throw in Game of Thrones for 4K, but they won't put a brand new movie. I think they had The Menu wasn't in 4K. It was just in HD, I, think that's I believe. Part of the distribution stuff because it, it's wild. Yeah, because I noticed that with Voodoo, like a brand new movie will come out, and the only way you could watch it in Ultra HD is if you bought it. Right. So, like, that's to, absurd. And it's like 30 know. bucks or something. Yeah, 25, 30 bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, so that's how you could watch it and stream it right away. Or you had to wait another 60 days, I believe. I, I don't know. It's one of those. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a stupid distribution rights. How like Redbox is, you know, claiming like, oh, well, you, we'll get it first before all the streaming sites because because it's a physical media. You know, it's so I think I don't think it's because of HBO. I think it's just distribution rights. I think it's across all the platforms unless you buy it. I remember awful. being working at Best Buy and the Redbox vendors would come in and buy like 10 or 20 mm-hmm. copies of a movie it's like these are going in our boxes yeah don't get me talking about my days back in high school when i worked <clears throat> at entertain mart and an ebay distributor um sold <sighs> us countless full boxes of oh shoot it wasn't alien Jerry it was a Maguire. bad movie it was <laughs> the vhs copy four <laughs> VHS copies of Spore, mm. hundreds of them, and I had to unbox and store them. Ridiculous. That is that is ridiculous. Yeah, it wasn't even a good movie. <laughs> no, no, Entertain Mart. Oof. That's still around, right? I know. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It oh, is. Yeah. yeah. I remember the <laughs> like really the only time that this is before. I think this is. I want to say this is before GameStop really started doing this, where they like cracked open the game. Oh, and they put it in the demo unit. No, didn't like you and I bought a game from Entertainment, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was De- Dead Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they cracked it oh, open. Boy. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think they both did of ours. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but well, I think they, they did used that for... to always open up a used copy because, uh, and I can tell you why. At mm-hmm. least back in the day, maybe mm-hmm. they still do this. Maybe they don't. They would keep extra copies in the <clears> back in case you ended up getting a really bad copy or if some <clears throat> hoodlum went and swapped it out with i don't know barbie's dream adventure. barbie's dream adventure exactly yeah, gotcha. okay <laughs> so they would do that all the time but it, i think it was <clears throat> maybe even illegal to do it for the new copies i'd oh, say that boy. with a big question mark yeah this, but i'm not sure it on the up and up, well this know. is like this that's what i'm saying this is before gamestop i remember too huh. yeah because i remember i thought that was really <clears throat> weird because i was like wait what they like opened both of them i was like I thought it's, it was weird you pay full price for an open game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. At, at that <laughs> point, it's used. It is. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like when you get a – obviously, us buying all our new cars, yeah. and it's like there's more than 55 miles on here. I would need the used car price. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or whenever you see people on Facebook Marketplace wearing something, they're like, this is brand new. And you're like, no, you're is wearing it. it. You're yeah. currently wearing it. Like, how's at an event. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're like, show up. You're trying you're to. You're not in the dressing it. room. Yeah. yeah. You're not so. at the coach store, like yeah. just right. hanging out at Park Meadows or something. Like, yeah. No. So. Hmm. Yeah. Great. 
What were we talking about? Streaming. Streaming. Great. <laughs> Number three. Go ahead. That's the one I didn't screw up on. All right. So this is from gamesindustry.biz. Uh, Callisto Protocol developers left out of credits. Left out of credits? Yeah. Okay. What? <clears throat> okay. <laughs> um, so it says gamesindustry.biz has spoken with five former Striking Distance Studios developers who were omitted from the game's credits. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, and says they've got plenty of company. Separate sources estimate roughly 20 people across a variety of departments were left off the game's credits. A striking distance representative did not return a request for comment. Uh, while it's not unheard of for developers who leave a project before completion to be left out of the credits, our sources confirm that the studio had no such policy that was ever communicated to employees, and none of the people we speak uh, we speak with consider the Callisto, project, Callisto Protocol's missions normal. Yeah. I'm uh, going to pass out from that news. That yeah. makes me so upset. Yeah. That's uh, so famously um, back in the day before any of us were born, uh, game creators working for like Activision and that were not allowed to put their names in the credits. So they would have put in like these Easter eggs yeah. where it's like, yo, this was made by, you know, so and so. Especially women developers. Right. Right. Exactly. And even like Nintendo and stuff <laughs> like that with you know, the composers and stuff like that. And so in this day and age, it's, it's mind blowing. Cause I've been, I've been looking at a lot of older games in the past five years or so. And it's nuts. The credits bloat that has come into games. I, the, there's the three max pain games and the first two, which were remedy and, um, um, take a rock star, technically, um, publisher take two, the credits go for like seven or eight minutes and then you play Max Payne 3, and it's like 28. Good grief. And it's like single file, like real slow, like guy who made coffee, you know, someone who works out of the Singapore office, you know, this entire thing. And so it's like there's – it's not that there's any space limitation or consideration for people being credited properly. It's like almost out of spite. Callisto Protocol – and striking distance. These are the guys who had left EA. Uh, Visceral was closed down. It used to be um, EA uh, Los Angeles. Um, they made Dead Space. Those games. They did a Battlefield, like when that urban one. And uh, so they left. And then what did they do? They made another Dead Space, essentially. And that's what Callisto Protocol. But it's got uh, um, James Duhamel. I think that's his name. He's the lead actor in that. <laughs> and Josh Duhamel. Yes, exactly. Yes, thank you. Thank you for fact. We at sixty thirty five fact checking everything in real time. Excuse Boom. me while I Google that. Yeah, let me. <laughs> yeah, we got technology, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's dead space essentially. And the think what you will of the game. It's got a Metacritic of like a very nice sixty nine on one on PS five, and then like seven, <laughs> and then sixty eight on like some not great reviews, right? Um, but this practice across the industry of just, well, you know, you left like five minutes too early one day. You're not getting in the credits. That's a bummer. And they've been fighting the, the games industry. And I actually have a, another one coming from that as well. Um, games industry has just been so unregulated and treated its workers so poorly that it's nuts that this happens to this extent. 20 people up to 20 people not making it to the credits roll after like crunching for game and crunch it crunches this whole other thing. 
Crunch is its own podcast. Punch, crunch, Stri- it, the Crunch Podcast. Series. Brought to you by 6035 Media. <laughs> yeah, workouts, and then we talk about video games. So the this, though, I didn't see, did it say that they, they actually left or how long they worked there? Because, I mean, like, isn't that <clears throat> consideration, too? You can't, like... Come work there for a week, you know, contribute a little bit of code and then say that you're, I'm in the credits, right? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's obviously some gray area there, right? Where it is, yeah, you didn't, you didn't, like, I didn't interview for striking distance, not get the job and still want a credit or anything. Mm-hmm. But it does look like people who were on there for a considerable amount of time, even if it's just the five yeah. who le- just happened to leave before the game you know, came out. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause to me, it, it seems like with those kind of things you would, I don't know, like to me, I just, I would expect these guys to like sign like contracts to be like, Hey, I'm part of this project. Right. Well, like, apparently that was, I mean, they signed contracts, but apparently that part of they, that was not, that language was not included yeah. in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get that, but like, I'm saying like, um, like, so you can't leave, like while you're never leave. Well, I mean, while you're making the project, right? Like, right. That's the thing. You're here to make this project and don't yeah. leave. Yeah. 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 But no, like, um, I can definitely see like if somebody after the project's been completed, even though it hasn't been released yet, then yeah, they still should get credit even if they're not working at that company. Right. They, they completed that project. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Theoretically that should be, that should be it. But yeah. since we don't have a really much of a standard, do uh, movies have standards? Yeah, like they, they have oh, yeah. guild, they have big guilds and actors guilds and yeah. editors guilds and all. So sorts like, of I mean, things. can you just like come work for a day and then get credited for something? Well, well that, it's clearly a, a really slippery slope. Slipper, yeah. I almost said slippery soap because <laughs> my kid watches Blue's Clues. There you um, go. Yeah, <laughs> slippery. <laughs> it's a fine line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've lost my headphones. Slippery headphones. Uh, um, and I, <laughs> God, uh, never mind. You, yeah. you, you continue. Yeah, I, mean, I was just, yeah, I was just, I was just curious. Like, I'm not saying that these, you know, trying to discredit these guys. I'm just curious, like, how, how far? Long? Yeah, like, like what's mm-hmm. what's the threshold that you have to work on a project before you're credited to that project? Sure. Because, like, yeah, I just, I would just think that, like, even if I came on, contributed some code for a week, that I wouldn't think that I'd be credited for that. Sure. But if I was there for like. A couple months and contributed, then I I probably would expect to be like, okay, yeah, I should be credited for the work that I put into it. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know what those minimums are yeah. really, yeah. Um, because they they really do try to protect people. And um, I know, like famously with movies, um, they find George Lucas because he they he wouldn't put credits in at the beginning of Star Wars mm. because in you know per the Directors Guild rules, it was like you had to put credits at the beginning of your movie, and you and Star Wars would not be the same if it was like 20th Century Fox presents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, th- yeah. and then, right. et cetera. So, um, yeah, I, that is, that's a good question. And then at the other side, this sucks. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I would be so pissed if I worked on a project and then, like, because that's, that's part of it, right? Like, oh, yeah. that's your validation that you worked on this. Yeah. And then that's part of your resume, too. Like, because if, if somebody was like, 
I scrubbed through the credits. I love that game. And I didn't see you listed there. And you're applying for this. And you told me that you worked at this place. Yes. I doesn't, on this project, it doesn't you know, work reality, like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the test says otherwise. Right. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's just one of those things that yeah, I, would, I would so be pissed if, if I didn't get credited. Because, I mean, what are they going to – I mean, what, they could patch it, I guess. Right? Yeah. It would patch, patch notes and included well, more I credits. I think that's a, that's a pretty important difference, though, right? Yeah. I mean, anybody that's been in a creative role has – done something great that they have not been credited for. I, yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain anyone that's been paid for something creative has missed out on something. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so we can empathize <clears throat> with those people. And yeah, Hollywood does have its attempts to remedy those kinds of things. But it, I, I think it definitely shows that the game industry just has a lot of maturing to do yeah. when it comes to those legal aspects. And I know that so, some Places are better than others, but like we mentioned, it's not like crunch isn't an unfamiliar thing with anybody who's familiar with the game industry. Right. We know that these folks aren't treated well to begin with. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so I don't know. Do your best to encourage indie production. I right. Yeah. Well, it's that, really, it's really the money only can solution. go around. You yeah. know, you have to have money to make money. Exactly. And, and you see that even when people who are working on games long term and they leave to go to a company and they're under NDA and they can't show off any of the work that they did because mm-hmm. this game hasn't come out. Mm-hmm. You know, Duke Nukem Forever was famously, you know, mm-hmm. you've been working on this game for five years and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't show off all your awesome 3D models of Duke Nukem mm-hmm. or right. aliens or whatever. Yeah. Whatever happens in that game. And sometimes you should. I Yeah. Thinking specifically about Ken Levine's new project that it's maybe just Bioshock 4. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It, that's that's the thought, I think. <laughs> we'll see. I My first comment when I saw that uh, trailer for Judas was... Judas. Yeah. Right. How much how much of that game... How much of what we saw in that trailer is actually going to make it in the game? And is it going to we'll be see. another five years? We'll see. <laughs> A few of those shots in the trailers are just like iconic Bioshock 1 moments. So I'm, I'm frankly, mm. I appreciate the sentimentality, but I'm pretty skeptic about that. And maybe, maybe you should show your work a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I think I may. Yeah, because that it's been a decade this year since Infinite came out. So, oh, dang. yeah, since we went out of Best Buy. All right, s- s- <laughs> peeling off of that, I'll actually have you read the, uh, the next one, number four there. Okay. <clears throat> so this is uh, Axios. Microsoft Game Maker unionizes after vote passes by supermajority. So it says the union will consist of about 300 game testers from ZeniMax's studios in Maryland and Texas, including Doom Maker's ID Software, as well as Arcane and Bethesda, the teams behind uh, major 2023 Xbox exclusives, Redfall and Starfield. Um, a supermajority of workers voted for the union, according to the organ- or according to organizers at the Communication Workers of America, which will encompass the new ZeniMax workers United Union. <laughs> Jeez. And then it says, uh, Microsoft voluntarily recognized the union after a third party confirmed the vote, the CWA said. So that's cool. So, yeah. Because, I mean, that's that's yeah. really what's required, right? Right. Because, like, <laughs> like you were saying with movies and stuff, there's guilds and, and all this stuff, right? All these unions and stuff. And I'm sure those don't, didn't exist in the early days of film. No. Right? Like that's, that, that came about because of how crappy – People were conditions and stuff. Yeah. 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 We're going to be shooting film 24 hours a day. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That was was the director. Yeah. Yeah. Or that was the producer. The director's like, I need a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. You got some Philip Morris? The the producer just came in and said, I don't like that line. And then he left. Yeah. And then he got in the credits. Yeah. 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 I need my shoe shine. (laughs) Where's Crafty? But keep me in the credits. (laughs) Where's Crafty at? I need some burgers. (laughs) 
yeah exactly so yeah, amazing podcast. so that's cool so that I, i'm yeah. happy to hear that i am too yes. yeah. yeah absolutely and it's usually the most disenfranchised the toughest jobs that unionize first this is uh, specifically like not the developers themselves um but it could lead to that theoretically yeah. mm-hmm. um because there's uh jason schreier came out with a book last year um called press reset if you want to know anything about gaming and we were just talking about um uh, irrational and bioshock infinite and the catastrophe that was the development of that game but the people who are moving across the country with the savings that they have working on a game for a bit and then they close the studio down and then they have to start the whole thing all over again so the calls for unionization uh, have been big but testers are have always been like the worst treated occupation in the entire thing because they work the longest they have the most tedious job because you know run into this wall 10 times yeah and yeah. all right now switch weapons do it a hundred times yeah. and see and then now do it backwards yeah. and then it, like just all of these crazy permutations yeah is, is it that they just haven't asked enough high schoolers <clears throat> to do that you know i kind of yeah because i think there's just enough desperate like college graduates. I mean, haven't you guys seen Grandma's Boy? That looks like it's the easiest, best job ever. Yeah. So. yeah. Ex- yes, of course. Unfortunately, that's not the reality. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, and then usually they're they're contractors, so they don't get any of the bennies. They don't right. get to participate and in any of the company events. Dumped as soon as the game's done. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- yeah. yeah. Or they. It's yeah. even worse. There was a. And then com- you can't enjoy the games. Yeah. Oh. Right after oh. you've yeah you've played it a thousand yeah. times. It's like I different ways. I've been playing so long, I don't even see the you know the people anymore. I just see the code. I yeah. just see the variables. It's, it's and stuff the matrix. Like. I can only yeah. see the code. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's that's tough. And uh, but th- at least to establish a benchmark and also um, as. The cynical take would be, oh, they're recognizing it voluntarily because they're trying to buy Activision King Blizzard still or Blizzard King. Um, but it's it's cool. And Phil Spencer, who's the CEO of Microsoft Gaming, ha- has basically said, yeah, you know, we'll recognize it. Sure. Whereas Bobby Kotick of Activision was like, no, burn them all. You know, we don't care. Um, yeah. Th- but people- like having the like one of the biggest – gaming names out there recognizing it you know like you said it's the benchmark or sets precedence right then yeah that's now i mean this has been accepted so everything else is going everything else will be cool yeah yeah, yeah. theoretically mm-hmm. yeah we'll see how we go. we'll knock on wood on that one <laughs> i don't want to knock too hard but uh i was just there was um there was a comic that the penny arcades and scott kurtz put together uh it was called um the 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 trenches and it was about QA testers. And so it was a comic. It was a story, a narrative, narrative arc comic. But then each post, rather than the creator writing about something, uh, they would actually include an anonymous story or an anecdote by someone from there. And some of them are yeah. just, just absolutely hilarious or tragic or both mm. about how poorly uh, they were treated. So this is this is a pretty cool deal. Yeah. All right, last item here. I'll hand that over to Victoria. All right. <clears throat> oh, boy. <laughs> the Guardian. Death of the narrator? Apple unveils suite of AI-voiced audiobooks. I wonder if I could read this like an audiobook or yeah. like an AI. <laughs> yeah. Just remember your favorite TikTok. Right, the TikTok. Lady. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it there. <laughs> 
Come down to Coles. <laughs> Come and get your Coles cash. Yes. <laughs> Apple has quietly launched a catalog of books narrated by artificial intelligence in a move that may mark the beginning of the end for human narrators. The strategy marks an attempt to upend the lucrative and fast-growing audiobook market, but it also promises to intensify scrutiny over allegations of Apple's anti-competitive behavior. The narrator, bring, the narrator brings a whole new range of art in creating audiobook. Audiobooks? Audiobook. Mm. Mm. And we believe that that's a powerful thing. They're creating something that is different from the print book, but that adds value as an art form, said David Karen, a co-producer at Canada's largest audiobook publisher. Yeah. Uh, I don't listen to audiobooks. So. I, can, I can agree I with that. Yeah, because I do too. Yeah. So, what was the last audiobook you've read? Um, I can't, I can't re- remember which one it was. Um, I, I could like go pull it up, but it's been a while. But um, I don't say I necessarily look for like I'm not looking to see like is Will Wheaton reading this? You know, yeah, or narrating this. I don't I don't care about that, right? <laughs> but like um, I like when the character when the narrators are like changes voices for characters a little mm. bit. So then you get into it more like you kind of hear like, okay, this is this person that's talking, you know, that sure. kind of thing. So, sure. so I, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's an art. There's an artistry yeah. to it. Yeah. There's a hundred percent artistry to it. I've <clears throat> most recently I have listened to um, Dune on audiobook because that is a very dense book and there was no way I was going to sit down to read that whole thing. <laughs> uh-huh. um, that was read as a traditional audiobook, and Following that, I listened to, I don't remember what it's called, but it's kind of like a stage play read of A Court of Thorns and Roses, I think is what it's called. Um, And the experience is wildly different, right? Mm. So you've got these, you've got, in the Dune example, you have one person reading the entirety of an extremely dense sci-fi book and having to manipulate these words that are either not of their native language or not of a language that even exists. Yeah. Which is its own skill and talent and job. And in the other example, we have somebody that's treating it like a stage play, Mm. um, which has its own set of very important skill sets. Um, And and both of them, I think, are extremely undervalued. (laughs) I mean... I know that I've heard for years and years and years how undervalued the you know voice actors in general are. I mean, I mm-hmm. I literally was just talking about Puss in Boots, the new movie that just came out. The the voice acting in it is phenomenal, um, and it's a surprisingly good movie. But constantly, these people and granted, we're also on an audio platform. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get vastly overlooked, and it and it is an important skill. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should do a podcast where we just take this, transcribe it, and then have an AI do it. The TikTok voice? Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'd still Close have cash. to do that. I don't. <laughs> hang on. I want. Hang on. I really want to try this. Hang on. Okay. <clears throat> Apple has quietly launched a catalog of books narrated by artificial intelligence in a move that may mark the beginning of the end for human narrators. I think. I, okay. How you got to try that, AI that voice was on this? Uh, okay. Yeah. Just pretend you're Siri. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. I can't find that. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. God, now I'm, I'm like on the spot now. I don't yeah, know how to right, do AI voice. I know. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is okay, when you win your on. Oscar. Me, Actually, it's an Emmy. I think we're weak. 
Emmys is what we do. Okay. I think. All right. Maybe I have something. Okay. <laughs> Apple has quietly launched a catalog of books narrated by artificial intelligence in a move that may mark the beginning of the end for human narrators. This strategy marks an attempt to upend the lucrative and fast-growing audiobook market, but it also promises to intensify scrutiny over allegations of Apple's anti-competitive behavior. <laughs> Sorry. There's I a think, U in there. I, I, think, I think you got... So it was the uh, uh, abrupt pause. Uh, there, was, there was a long dash. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the mispronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Y- yeah. Well, that you and behavior, you know. So. Yeah. You can't, that's not the right way. I didn't even know that you were reading. I, th- I swear, like, Siri was talking to me. Oh, like, dang, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's Sweet. pretty good, okay, man. Cool, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it for the news, but we do have the main event. If I can get my papers just right. Let's press that button. So we did a thing, and uh, you did a thing, and we're going to talk about Andor. And Whoa. we're gonna Andor. We're, Andor. Andor. Anyway, so let's. <laughs> so it's a different artificial intelligence. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, I don't know what that was. So you got to watch the final. We talked about the first three episodes, and you were like, we, do, "Do we or six? Three. Oh, we the only first yeah. three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're like, all right. So it's going to be, you know, it's okay. a journey, you know, yeah, from okay, here. Um, and then you you got the back nine, mm-hmm. and now we can talk about Andor's and spoilers. Just a heads up: if you have not seen Andor, what's going on? Big old spoilers. Big old spoilers. Yeah. For example, they're making a battle station that's mm. so big. That it can blow up a planet. Oh my gosh. Dang. When they read that line, I almost lost it. Yeah. Not because it's bad, but because we all have known this since the <clears throat> 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's that meme uh, where it's like George Lucas is slated to make the sequel to Rogue One, you know, s- set in on the sand planet, you know. He's calling it a new hope, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, so what did you think? I really liked it. Um, I thought, like, just I, I thought it was very dark and and everything like that, and it's definitely very political with with all this stuff. There's like all the because there's so many like stories going on at the same time, right? And so you're like yes. following everything, and so I, I like that. And then because um, that's very Game of Thronesy. I mean, it's like the prestige TV of you have A yeah. B C D plots. Yeah, lines. yeah, all yeah. happening at the same time. So yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Um, I really liked the the whole prison stuff. Like, uh, yeah. And then, cause I, like, I was like, what are they building? And then the, the little final, the end credits uh, of the, the last, last one. Episode, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Oh my God, he helped build what he helped destroy. Yeah. The irony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought that was, I thought it was really cool. Um, and like some of this stuff was, was pretty sad too. Like, like what happened and, and everything like that with, you know, Andor and people that he knows and everything like that. And then just the whole start, basically starting the rebellion too with, uh, I can't remember her name, but like how she had her, um, beat whatever B2, whatever B. I was actually trying to remember the, the, yeah. 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 The older older lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Petunia from Harry Potter. Okay. It was like Marva, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, how it was like, basically like she just like, that was like, that was the start of the revolution or the the rebellion. Right. Right there. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was like, Oh, cause I was waiting for that. I was like, 
I was like, is she going to tell everybody to, to start to do it? And yeah. then she did. And, and I was like, did. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, was, that was cool. Yeah. yeah, the the build up, the incredible, like it's like you, everyone understands those first three episodes, they're building to an arc, and then the, yeah. the next three build to an arc, and then like the last six build to an arc. But uh, just the slow, calculated accumulation of like fireworks, essentially throughout this entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was when everything just finished off. It was like, yes, yeah. I believe in the rebellion too. <laughs> right? You know. Yeah. Um, and we we talked about it last time, but the idea that the rebellion was not just um, unilateral body that just kind of came out of nowhere because that's how the the original trilogy it's like here is this mon mothma here's the big bad here's the big bad here's <laughs> the big good yeah. i mean the smaller good and um they they've got everything figured out but no this is like dirty and weird yeah. and granular and you've got like all these uh, different piece of people doing different things yeah uh, yeah, yeah they're they're, in, they're in enemy scope. of your enemy yeah 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 exactly. yeah yeah, you have these different partisans, yeah. you know, Saw Guerrera, like he's doing his thing. And yeah. and you've got Luthen, who, oh, my God, like <laughs> inc- one of the best characters created in years in yeah. Star Wars. Um, him like going through and then he puts on his wig and is like, hello there. I'm here to sell you stuff, you <laughs> right. know. And he's yeah. like, all right, we're in this now. I gave away my whole life for this. Yeah, yeah. When when the uh, de- the defector from the intelligent the imperial intelligence comes down, it's like I want out. And he's like, you can't. Yeah. Because I've given everything, right. and you will too. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah. yeah. So I, I cheated a little, and I'll, I'll plug a, a YouTube channel I thought was um, had very good perspective on it called Just Right, and they broke yeah. down Andor. Um, you're right. It's political, and Star Wars has always been political and we have backed away from that over the years um there's a there's a great clip about um uh george lucas getting interviewed um oh goodness and i i can't remember what the characters are called or or the race is called where it's the the little like teddy bear kind of creatures oh my gosh thank you it's the ewoks yeah and how you know, this was all a metaphor for Vietnam and they were a metaphor for the Viet Cong in particular. This has been a focus of Star Wars. It's called Star Wars. Yeah, right. And we've avoided the political parts for so long, except when we've done it really poorly in the prequels, um, trying to touch on it. It is so refreshing to see political movements as political movements really are yeah where they are extremely nuanced you have the good guys that are true you know it's like the breakdown you're a true good you're a true neutral you're a true evil or or whatever there's a spectrum there's a spectrum in all of these things that are happening the the prison sequence (laughs) was honestly bigger for me personally than the um, the the wrap up call to action to the to the rebellion. Um, for some reason, that just truly spoke to me. Maybe it's just because I love Andy Circus. Yeah, but in hear... his in a rare double cameo as in Star Wars because mm-hmm. he was previously that dude. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. Uh, isn't that re- how? Isn't that a good testament to the oh. sequel trilogy's power? Snoke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was Snoke, and yes. so. Yeah. His performance was so deep. 
to know that he knew he couldn't escape, but he was going just like um, our Skarsgård friend. I, I'm never going to remember a single name in Andor besides Andor and maybe Mon Mothra. So I'm just yeah. throwing that out there. Mon Mothra? Uh, Mon, Moth- Mon Mothra. <laughs> I can't talk today, so it's fine. It's, it's all right. Um, let's do AI voices for a while. Let's <laughs> do AI voices. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just his chanting over the speakers and how inspired he was how he knew he couldn't get out and so he was truly more than anybody sacrificing because Mm. he knew he couldn't get out yeah Mm. um just really tugged on my heartstrings and brought me to tears when when we figured this out you know yeah he did all this and he literally did it not for himself the most you know, unselfish act, um, I thought was, was really striking, really striking. And, and like, it took me like a while trying to, to understand where, what he was doing. Cause I was like, I was trying to like, is he like, how, like, where is he like aligning with and everything like that? And then, but yeah, at the end, that was really good. Well, and you can see why it took yeah. him some convincing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause, cause anybody like, else I've would. been in this for a while yeah. and I'm this close. Right. You know, yeah. and I'm, you're you're not going to screw this up for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like, yeah, because I mean, like that that whole prison, like whenever they show you, it's like you can you can see we don't have weapons, and this is why. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it was yeah. stunning. And they're yeah. coming up in their stunning. goth boots. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, because like cause <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get it at first, so I'm like, why does he have these boots on? And then like, I'm it, like, it, oh, they're, they're like, like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, so, but yeah, I was like, I was like, oh my god, I was like, yeah, these guys like that's why they don't need a lot of people, right? Yeah. But like. They, I, they sure had a lot of guns for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> just in case, you know. I just I thought like, about the yielding. irony of uh, a base that's being monitored, or not monitored, regulated by an electrical currency being in the middle of an ocean. Yeah. yeah. I, that just popped into my head. Yeah. I That is stunning as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's so cool. Like, the whole thing was cool. Like, and then even until the... I, I still don't understand, like... Like how like I get like, okay, they said, oh, we forgot to we accidentally didn't transfer this prisoner to another prison. But like if you're there for like 10 years. Right. And like I can understand like the first time like somebody's like, yo, they didn't let me out. I was just at this other prison. You're like, okay whatever. This guy's crazy. But if that keeps happening. Yeah. (laughs) Like I would think you would figure this out and be like, okay hold on. This is the 10th guy that's come here and then said he was just transferred from another prison. Yeah. But really? remember, like how hard it was to disseminate that information because yeah. they're sitting there waiting in the tunnels and they're like, but doing if you're in Morse the same code, thing, right. but if you're in the same one, as, it's going to happen, right? If you're in the same, like, it has to happen multiple times. If you're in the same thing as a group of fifty people or a hundred people passing by, like, yeah. there's basically a hundred people that see each other, right? All then the time. It, then again, we saw their torture techniques. Maybe you I, know, maybe they got I, something else in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I. I do think you're right. I think that was a pretty significant plot hole. Yeah. But honestly, out of the entire show, if that's our plot hole, (laughs) I'm going to give it to you. uh, You know, I was going to give it a (laughs) 9.5, but uh, the realism in here. Yeah. It's just really. I know. I just, that was the only thing that where I was like, I got stuck on it. Yeah. Because I was like, (laughs) yeah. Because I was like, okay. I was like, that makes sense. Like they accidentally, you know, they forgot to transfer him. Because I was thinking at first, I was like, well, they probably just execute people, right? And it's like, oh, why would you do that? You have free labor right there. So why would you get rid of that? And then it's like, oh, yeah, you would just transfer them to another prison. Yeah. So unless they're, like, just keep building prisons. Yeah. Yeah. Who well, knows? Who knows how they they, they said some line um, about being cheaper than droids. Yeah. 
and more more efficient than slaves or something yeah. like that. And that was such an impactful phrase because at least for me it just it dawned on me, oh, this is this is genuinely awful. Yeah. Um, because these guys are thinking that they're gonna get out, right? So they're exactly. working to get they're working, working for the to free. get out. Yeah. 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 So And I also got yeah. like real, real like retail class vibes off of this. Like here's the supervisor who's really just trying to get through the week. And we're all just trying to, sell, to get there. You yeah. need to sell five more performance know, right? plans. Okay. That's just, hey, yeah. old guy who's really having trouble here. Yeah. I don't know why you work here. Right. Uh, but, yeah. yo, you got to step it up. I can't have you dying. Yeah. You know, because. Because that's one less hand that I have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I and they're going to build 50 of these, whatever. Yeah. That, that whole, the into, all that prison it just reminded yeah. me of retail work. Like, Nick, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah isn't that, that, that's, that was even my, sadder. Because it looked like an Apple store in there. It's like so God. pristine, you know, like, yeah. you know, they're getting everything working together. And it's like, I, I actually had like, flashbacks to any number of training environments. I mean, it's like, all right, we're going to spend this first day. You're going to learn the ropes. Yeah. You know, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to see how it works. And then tomorrow we're going to give you a tool and you're going to start actually doing it. And we're going to watch your metrics and see how you perform over time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after such and such a time, you know, that straight up those vibes and it ranks so purely. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the going to the dorm with the electric floor, that was that was different. Yeah, we didn't have to sell credit cards back at home. They when might you were as asleep. yeah. They yeah, would have yeah. loved that though. Sell one, <laughs> sell a credit card to one of your inmates, right. pals, roommates down there before yeah. you can go to sleep. And they get and they have like a a, a cord for your food. Ugh. Yeah, or whatever. Like a tube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember what and, they called. And they they rewarded you with texture or flavor. I think. I yeah, was one I, of was, I was like, that's so beautiful. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the eye, the entire lead up to the to mm-hmm. the Yaldana, something like that. The, the heist there. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. that entire thing. Just the the tension, like the the, the story they built to establish the natives and what the empire is doing to these planets yeah. and stuff as they're conquering them. Um, it's just absolutely nuts. And then the actual heist itself and they're lifting mm. up and you see the, uh, cause everyone's like, man, can't wait. And that was another retail. It's like, man, I can't wait to get off work so I can do this thing. I want to do this. It's only happening once every, however long right. it's like six years or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go down and go watch the thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you want, and it's like, can't be that cool right you know and then <laughs> then the heist is happening and that happens and it's like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my yeah. god oh my god i guess the other thing too is there is so much money that they left like like they yeah had, oh i was like god. hold on i was yeah. like they like they're they're like this is the most <laughs> that money they couldn't steal yeah, yeah they, yes. they like there was like there's like hundred it seemed like a hundred like of the the racks or whatever yeah and they cleared two I was yeah like what yeah, it was it, that that had the 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 uh, the pressure of they didn't even I don't think they even said like how much time they had or anything oh, yeah. like that. But they're like you're getting that impression that they are running out of time. They yeah. only have half a dozen people, and it's like get as many, and it's like there's no way, yeah. right? Yeah. There's no oh, yeah. way, and then they don't, and it's yeah. like oh okay, yeah, that makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. If they'd made all of them on there, I'd been like whatever. Well, and that yeah. they were willing to risk it all for what. To the empire is pennies. Yeah, it was just, 
unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, talking about the volume earlier, I if my understanding is correct, they didn't use it much, if at all, for Andor. Uh, fact check me on that one. Yeah. But I know that for the main city in Andor, um, they built all of those sets. Um, and you can tell they... When I was watching it, I was realizing if I had to tell you where to go in this show, I could tell you, oh, yeah, take just take a left here and then go. Yeah. This is a real tangible place, and they shoot it like it is. They yeah. take every advantage of that actual set that they built. It the, is yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. It is absolutely I, gorgeous. I wonder, because they have, they have, like, I don't know, like the... At this point, they have like some proxy Western town, except it's a Star Wars yes. town, and because they've been Maybe using it's the them old for... Westworld set, who knows? Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I was because they've had to do stuff for Mando and and Obi Wan and stuff like that, or you know, just other stuff over the years. Moss Eisley, and it's like it's just, but it's too dense to be like Moss Eisley. So it, and even from the trailers, everything about this show looks so beautiful and pristine and just like high budget that I, so I watched, I was like, I said, like I watched the first six episodes up to the eye of Andor and I'd never seen Mando and I watched the pilot of Mando and it's like, this looks like a cartoon. Oh, it does. Especially when you look at the alien characters and then you go back to Andor and hardly any alien characters. If there are, they're in the background. They're not interacting with the human characters or the, like the little dogs in the junkyard. Yeah. They're not, they're not important, but they're also not ignored. The, the balance there is perfect. Yeah. Because it's never distracting. Yes. Ever. Yeah. And you get some real people. And there's no Jedis there's in no the show. Jedis. And that was so cool. Mm. It's like, I'm tired of lightsabers. That was like my favorite Star Wars game growing up was, I, I mean, it was TIE Fighter. But like <laughs> Dark Forces was your Kyle Katarn, who was the thief of the Death Star plans, not Jyn or so. And... And Andor, Cassian Andor, <laughs> it was Kyle Katarn. Anyway, you had blasters and stuff. And when they added the lightsaber in the second one, it was like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. It's like that Drake meme where it's like, yeah, give me the blasters. I don't want the, I don't want the lightsabers. I don't want to mess with that. I don't want force powers. I mean, lightsabers are cool, but we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so inconsistent. Like the rules are so inconsistent that yes. it's like, sure, you know, whatever. Like everyone talks about that force leap that they did in – the Phantom Menace, um, that they never ever <laughs> do again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, I, I just, I just love the re- the grittiness and the realism and the setting mm-hmm. and the 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 people because then you relate to it harder. Like the the fact that this was Cassian was on this planet that they that was toxic, toxically mined, and they're trying to get to this ship and. Like his his whole background, and also Dago Luna as Cassian Andor was um, was was great. That that knife edge of you know being extremely talented, also hopelessly naive, and then also having to believe in what the rebe- having to be convinced what the rebellion is and yeah. how it works and why he should be involved. Well, and, and this whole season is definitely his first arc in being convinced. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see. Do, do we know how many seasons? Two. There's going to be two. There's going to be two. So the second one is, this is the first year, and then the second season will be the four years in between that and Rogue One. So we'll, we'll be able to see his convinced self 
get into action. Yeah, his growth in that. I love that. Yeah, because you see that. him at the end of of uh, the 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 last episode. It was where, like, kill me or may, let me join. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. That's hardcore. It's been yeah. a couple weeks. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, I not the specific one. Uh, the space Nazis, Deidre Miro. Uh, the <gasps> can we talk about the meat cute? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so space Nazi. <laughs> um, and, um, other character guy that's, that's what's talking, his name? The, um, uh, who's bookworm. got the sassy mom. Yeah. The, the, sass. the sassy mom that stri- gives him the blue milk. Yeah. The blue milk and the, the captain crunch. Yeah. Uh, what's Cor- I can't remember his name. Shoot. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying, yeah, okay, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the like, totally... oh, they fired me from my job. I gotta yeah, work, yeah. go live with my mom. I gotta go and live with my mom, and yeah. I really care about all this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna work in this pencil pusher reports factory. Yeah. Uh, so humiliating, but also really satisfying. <laughs> yeah, and he's like filing false reports just to get the attention of the higher-ups. Mm-hmm. It's like, I believe in this. Okay. Yeah. I believe in this. But he was still like he's very much like my queen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my girl. god. <laughs> he was like classic internet Reddit commenter I, guy. Oh my god. Because <laughs> every time classic. Every time he like would try he's like, I've been waiting for you for a long time. And she's like, What? And then <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and then and then whenever he like saved her from everything and then and then They're she's so like, close to kissing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, anything for you, my queen. Is. Oh my god. It's like, it's oh, like I notice love me, it. senpai, please. Right? Yeah, I was like, all right, dude. Got it. <laughs> but honestly, man, I appreciate that. It's yeah. like so humanizing in yeah. a I don't want to say relatable because I don't feel like I relate to that. But, <laughs> but he's, like you he's really trying. He's trying to get. He's trying to show. Mm-hmm. And this is the only person in the universe who's going to believe yes. him. Yeah. So I am hoping that he turns around. Yeah. I'm hoping that he turns around and he's some sort of rebel leader that we know. <laughs> nah. um, I, I don't know if they'll if they'll Violent do death. it, but. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would love to see a huge character arc for him. Yeah. He's got a place in my heart. He's, so, he's such a loser. He's so <laughs> um, principled, though. Yeah. And and that's the other cool thing is that, like, even as you're watching this and they're evil space Nazis, it's like you can relate because they don't come across purely evil. Right, you can. There's a wavelength where you can best intentions. Best intentions. Right? It, it seemed very corporate, like very corporate America. Yes. Yeah. I was because that was like the point where I think I was like, let me. I was like, I need to look up what like the what the empire's like political. Like, what are they considered? Right. Like, what kind yeah. of like like country or something? You know, so I can like yeah. try to understand. Because I was like, I was like, this seems just so weird that they're all like. Just doing our corporate duties. We're just we're just yeah. a bureau- yeah. we're just a bureaucracy, yeah, really. Yeah. And yeah. if you stay away from my planets, and I'll stay away from your planets, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, you need this specific form, and that's in my jurisdiction. Yeah. So, Lee, right? Oh my don't gosh. be messing yeah, with that. me. I love those parts. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's why I was like, that's why I was like, this feels so corporate. Yeah. Whenever yes. she's like, well, this happened, so that gave me access to look at your logs. You yeah, know, exactly. like, I was able to cross departments at that point. Drama. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Where's the water cooler? I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was basically that room. It seemed yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like uh, uh, the 
kind of like benevolence of uh, Portagon's or his name, the, 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 their director of like, all right, convince me, mm-hmm. you know, like make your case. Like that's not how procedure works, but right. I mean, you did this, explain yourself. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Like, right. it's like if that guy weren't a space Nazi, You'd be you great. Could, yeah, yeah, you you could really lead something somewhere, man. How, where have you been? You got my business card. <laughs> we'll get you out there. Uh, and then the setting, like the that's that conference room set was so nuts that they yeah. had that pristine white in there, and they're doing their reports, and everyone's got their own sectors, and I I that just kind of rang true too. It was nuts. All of these sets are immaculate in their own way. And I, I think it definitely shows Even the dirty ones. Even the dirty ones. Yes. I mean, <laughs> the funeral march procession. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> stunning to see all of these folks coming through, the tension with the bomb. You know, it's yeah. very classic <clears throat> filmmaking. You know the bomb's there. You know it's got to go off because you saw somebody build a bomb. Mm-hmm. Very classic. And it's still played with so much tension and so much energy and passion and all of these things, yeah. even though it is so classic. Right. Um, and it's just, it was stunning to watch. Yeah. yeah. It's like we've permitted them for, for an 20, hour. For Yeah, with 20 people yeah. at this time. And then it just started early and is everybody. And yeah. The entire yeah. town. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, what's going on? Because when that started, I was like, I was a little confused at first because I, I thought they were really going to do Something small. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I thought there was gonna be some small, but then I was like, "Oh no, this is everything." I was like, "This." I was like, some "There's stuff some stuff going, going down." Because you remember yeah. earlier on when everyone's like working together, banging the alarms and mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that. Like it's a, it's a show of force, you know. Yeah. Civil disobedience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that was nuts. And then, of course, you have the uh, Mon Mothma uh, arc Mothra. as well. Mothma. Mothra's. <laughs> I know Mothra's the Godzilla monster. Yeah, exactly. I love her. I, huh, love I was her. testing you. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but her whole arc trying to finance the stuff, move the money around, and 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 mess with less care, good people to try and, and the bureaucracy, especially after the Aldani heist, and like they start locking stuff down, which is what happens. Like you could see the parallels in. Even here in America, like stuff that has changed in mm-hmm. our country because of one thing that happened. Yeah. It's like we're doing this to to be safe mm-hmm. and secure you specifically. And um, the, the hurdles she has to go through and just the high-level conversations that she has in that passive-aggressive tension she has with her husband and her kid and just like – I'm just trying to change the entire galaxy, okay? I have to have these fancy dinners, and I have to meet with these people, and I got I got to get that FaceTime, and mm. here's my Rolls Royce, and my driver is a spy, and all this stuff, <laughs> you know? That, that provided so much to mention, and it's crazy that that is the same actress playing her that's been playing her since 2005. Right. Mm. In that deleted scene from episode three, and then she was all she got the bowl cut for Rogue One. Uh, that's pretty nuts too. I just I loved everything about that arc and her dealings with Luthen and all that. Yeah. Well, and it, it kind of it does a really good job at leveling the playing field with all of these people that are in the rebellion. That all of these different roles that they have are all equally important and have significant sacrifice. I mean, she lost. 
lost her daughter to being married off to somebody she didn't like. Yeah. You know, that is that is powerful, especially for someone who is in power. She and just, so principled. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I think it was – at first I honestly didn't like her storyline. You know, I thought, okay, well, why do we need to see the rich people's perspective? But I think this – Yeah, right. <laughs> It's like, that's not what this show is about. (laughs) But as the show goes on, it tells you why this is important, especially past the heist, where you can see that this is a large, of course, taking down the empire is a large, big picture event. But I think that helps remind you that it it takes everybody in all roles to work together as a team. Yeah. Um, And I really, I really loved seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. And had the political tension of like when that, um, you know, the, uh, the, the rebel was was found and then they just left them so that some other group would get caught. And it's like, I got to sacrifice some people so that other people can continue to so that we can continue to operate. And those like Dresden kind of uh, arguments and stuff like that, which I think actually is, is discredited at this point. But the idea of I've got to sacrifice one person so that, I, that these 10 other people can continue working and doing mm-hmm. their jobs. And that's yeah. all off screen. Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they're just plotting at at the top levels inside was ISI, I think it was called, just like absolutely nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Luthen ship, when he's almost <laughs> caught, I know nuts. he's just got. Cool. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a freighter from was like Alderaan or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna throw out a Star Wars name. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You remember Alderaan, right? Uh, <laughs> And they're like, we're going to reel this in. We're going to reel this guy in specifically, you know, yeah. because as a show of force. Right. And he's like, okay, let's open up everything the ship has got. Yeah. <laughs> and when when he sent out those darts and it shredded their tractor oh beam. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so cool. And, and he's like flipping around and yeah. he's got lasers on the side and he does a little twirly thing. And <laughs> he had a, he had a lightsaber in his yeah. ship. No. He did. No. no. I missed that. The entire no. ship was a lightsaber. No. So double blade. <laughs> Lightsaber. It was a dark mall. No. It was. Don't it ruin was it so for me. Cool. All right. His ship was so cool. Uh, his, his ship, ship was, was cool. a cool ship. Yeah, yeah, his ship was so cool. <laughs> yeah. His ship was cool, yo. Uh, I think they have a Lego set of that. Yeah. I, I, mean, think, I, I think, think we should just like actually just like at one episode, we're just going to buy a big old Lego set and just like build it. It'll be an ASMR. It'll just be. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if it looked cool, is what I'm saying that his, it was cool, like what it did. All that stuff was hidden away. So it has a lightsaber built in. So but is that can... going to carry across the Lego set? I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I doubt they're going to have. Well, like... they do have those like long antenna. I know, like, transparent. <laughs> I doubt they're going to have that. Yeah, like uh, there are so many of those sets that uh, have the projectile things mm-hmm. that I never use because I don't want to lose stuff. I don't want to <laughs> lose. Well, then yeah, I don't want to lose it. But it's like, who am I going to shoot? Like, when I'm going to go to like the office with my tie fighter and be like pew pew take that co-journalist you wasn't know? there a couple scenes too with i don't know I, I love tie fighters like i think those are like the the most badass ships like the uh-huh. empire did it right with those but was, was there <laughs> they did something right yeah was there because I, I, I was i watched obi-wan right after so was there a scene where it showed them dr- jumping into the tie fighters was it that scene when it, whenever he was at the heist? I remember they did because they're like trying to scramble Tie fighters to f- intercept the freighter. I just I just remember it was like a like they had to like literally like climb down into the Tie fighters like a 
I can't remember if that's from Obi Wan or no. They did it. In, they did it in uh, Andor too because because okay, yeah, it was yeah because yeah, they're okay. at the garrison and yeah. they're like the someone something got tripped and yeah. there, there's like scrambled the Tie Fighters yeah. and yeah they're they're like going on these gangways or something yeah. and having to like drop into these yeah. Tie Fighters that are suspended <laughs> from the ceiling. I thought yeah. that was so cool because I was like because it's like how did those things really work? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it was yeah. what they had they that had in. It. I know. With uh, with dude and like the newer ones, the f- yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah, but I think they like climbed into them, so I don't know. They're, yeah, maybe they're just Tie Fighters. Yeah, unless you're playing Tie Fighter and then they're the worst ships because they yeah. have no shields. Yeah, and they're <laughs> really slow. I just I thought it was just cool like whenever no they did like the the buzz overs with the Tie Fighters. Yeah, yeah. when they're in the valley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I think Tie Fighters so look haunting. So cool. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. that sound. Oh yeah. 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 I'm sorry. X-Wings are just like nothing compared to Tie Fighters. Just the way they look. <laughs> yeah. Like Tie Fighters are just iconic. Like to me, I'd rather I just if I was if I was a rebellion, I would steal a Tie Fighter just to to use it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Wasn't it was that Mando that he's got a Naboo fighter now? I don't remember. Yeah. I think, oh, does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler. Is that like the chromey one? Uh, I don't know, but like his ship blew up, uh. and so he's got a Naboo fighter now because you know Star Wars. Because yeah. Star Wars. Because Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. So honestly, that's the kind of stuff that I'm okay with. That it's like, okay, well, if you're on this planet, you're gonna use this thing. Not that you have to say, oh, man, look at this fighter from Naboo. Isn't this really cool? Do you remember how so-and-so was in it? That's so... Don't you remember that critical film? The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. Menace I would like you to update my title on the podcast to being um, not just account executive, but also Phantom Menace expert. I thought you were going to just be like, Phantom Menace. The (laughs) It is me. The Phantom Menace. I am. I am. Yes. Hello. Do you see me? Of course you can't. (laughs) Yeah, uh, amazing show, amazing show, and incredible. Yeah, I can't. It's gonna be like two years until season two, so it's like twenty four, uh, twenty twenty four. I think those are out, um, and it'll be like I guess this thirteen episodes, and yeah, it's gonna be those last four years before he dies. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert! And a, a spoiler, oh, yeah, is, you know, doing some stuff. Um, I will say because we did have an episode months ago about Rogue One, every. Andor, I obviously I've never been the biggest fan of Rogue One, and we talked about it. But everything about Andor highlights everything I do not like about Rogue One, and how much oh. Rogue One does not go places and wastes time, and has characters that don't amount to much of anything. Andor is like so machine precise. It's and so beautiful. precise. <clears throat> yeah, but Rogue One just feels bloated and wrong until you get to the last third and then you're like in that roller coaster it's a previous episode of hot it's this amazing podcast that we do you know go go see go see the rogue one episode go see it <laughs> go watch it yeah or listen to it whatever or just have an ai just transcribe it for you uh i guess real quick your thoughts on obi-wan i actually liked it I did too. I, I thought. I, it was, why are you looking at me? Because you said you hated it. You were like, I remember. You were like, I hate that show. Yeah. No, because I. I mean, let's roll back the tape real quick. Like, I know you said I it as. Yes. I know you said it as like a lot of fan service, <clears throat> but I think I. I think it had to be because I don't. I don't really. I don't. We. I don't think we see enough Darth Vader, and he was. 
evil. Like I was mm. like anytime like on the newer stuff, whenever you see him, like whenever I was like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that, whenever he like he killed somebody, like they like he snapped his neck. I was yeah. like, force snapped his neck. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, that that like that was different. It's like that was me. mean. Yeah. Like because all the other stuff is just like, <laughs> oh, he's just, he's just yeah, like, stop it. Yeah. He's just like, oh, force choking somebody. Ooh. Yeah. But it's whenever like, he did this, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then whenever he's sitting there trying to. You know, burn dude and everything like that. I, I don't know. I th- I thought it was good, and I liked seeing the Jedi whenever they weren't like that much, like very powerful, and yeah, like that, and getting hunted. I thought that was really interesting. I wish I wish we could have seen more people, Jedi's getting hunted. Actually, yeah. I mean, it sucks that the Jedi's are getting killed and hunted, but like, I still thought that was interesting. Seeing where it's like. Jedi are just regular people too. <laughs> yeah, know, like or, or, or well, like Obi Wan disconnected himself from the Force intentionally yeah. so he wouldn't be found. So that yeah. then he, I, I, I enjoyed it as a show, especially as it got on because like that, God, and everyone talks about it, but the the foot chase through the the forest looks like a yes, Disney movie. <laughs> you know, like Flea's like, oh, she's getting away. Oh, I'm tripping over all these branches <laughs> trying yeah. to get to you. Like, yeah. Ugh. Weird. Um, there was there were some interesting ideas in there, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's just fun. But like when they're when when they have that initial con- spoilers when they have that initial confrontation in that like uh, parking lot, what looks like a back lot of a, a construction site or something. Like you can almost hear chain link fence or something bobbing along. It's like. <laughs> Yo, dude, just got off work. You want to fight? You know, right. the, the, this is supposed to be this dramatic confrontation. I keep thinking, like, this is just like some, you know, construction yard background, and there's like a lumber yard just beyond the, the well, hill. And then also, Darth Vader can hold his breath. He snuck up on Obi Wan. <laughs> like, I was like, dang. <laughs> I know. And then he like snuck up on him. And like, just... and then. <laughs> I was like, wait, how, is how that, did he do that? Like, without making a sound? Yeah. Yeah, he's got that big breathing apparatus yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 But uh, I really liked uh, Kumail Nanjiani's part, too. Oh, that yeah. was, yeah. A, that was yeah. great. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty that good. Was so good. Yeah, I didn't like the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, I she was okay. Yeah. Not, no, the, 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 the British dude. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. And how everyone gets sabered and then doesn't die. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone gets sabered and then doesn't die. Yeah. Like, I, what's even the point? Yeah. I do hate that show. <laughs> See, I knew it. <laughs> I do hate that show. <laughs> that said, I appreciate some things. That little girl that played little Leia. Oh my God. I love her. She was adorable. Yeah. I think she looked just like how I would imagine Leia's a little girl to look and act. And she's very sassy. She was so sassy. I feel like uh-huh. she channeled her just right. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matched the tone. And I think the yeah. tone was the biggest problem with that. Because, yeah, we could see Darth mm-hmm. Vader doing absolutely god-awful terrible things. But then we're cutting to the next shot with Disney Channel Leia. I have a little it's, bit of uh, a hard time uh, with uh, it. Yeah. So The, tonal, the, the tonal... tone was rough. As we're seeing with Andor, and granted, my I formed my opinion before I watched Andor. There's really nowhere for these characters to go at the same time, now that I've seen Andor, thinking you could have done a lot better. Because mm-hmm. you're right. A lot of the stuff with Obi-Wan as 
an estranged former Jedi. That is fascinating. Mm. Seeing what's happening politically in this very specific era is fascinating. There's all these really interesting elements. Just don't think it worked as a show. So, Mm. you know, there was a lot of things I wanted to like about that. I loved seeing Hayden Christensen again, even though he was god-awful. But that's because I have nostalgia for it. So, oh, sure. Um, you know, I, I think there were a lot of good things about it. But as a show, it just was, didn't work it for me. Yeah. I can see that. There was, there was like, plot holes here and there. And it's like. Yeah, definitely. Like, I just, I just, every time, like, with, <clears throat> with Darth Vader, like, I just, I just love whenever he's brought out and. Well, I think we forget that he's scary. Yeah, that's the thing. Is yeah, is is whenever yeah you see him and he's scary and you're like, oh, there we go. Yeah, that's the guy that's yeah. like the most powerful force user or whatever you know. Like, yeah. yeah, ever. Yeah. So like that stuff is and like it was just cool whenever watching him just pull a ship back. That that was gonna bring that up. Is, I was like, what? He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, that's yeah. cheating. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, Darth Vader cheats. <laughs> yeah, and who's going to hold him accountable? The exactly. Rebellion, I guess. Yeah, right. Or his son, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, everybody. It's part of the American mythology. All right. Um, final notes on, on Star Wars? We talked a lot about Star, Star Wars. Star Wars about a, an entire franchise that's 50 years old? Almost. It's 45 this year, or 46 now, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a lot of years. That's an Aesop Rock song, too. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for joining me, Victoria, yes. Kelly. Um, be sure to like and subscribe and follow and comment and all that fun social media stuff. If you have a comment or question you'd like us to answer on or address on the air, that'd be cool to have email section. Send an email to podcasts at 6035media.org. That's 60 spelled out and include hot takes somewhere in the subject line. Be sure to join us next time. Where we, we where, where we debate the best kind of string cheese. This has been Hot Takes and String Breaks. We're out. This has been an AI-generated podcast. Thank you for listening.